0: What is up, everybody? My name is Emily Jane Saroff, but you can call me Em. I am obsessed with all things spirituality, business, and personal growth. I started the Empower With Em podcast at 21 years old, whilst I was studying my masters of architecture at uni. It is fair to say that this podcast catapulted my life in a direction I never imagined possible. Soon after starting this podcast, I dropped out of my degree quit my nine to five and started my own business and in just eight months of starting became a six-figure CEO. Inside of this podcast, I share insights into the realities of being a 20-something year old CEO along with actionable tips to help you unlock your true potential and create a soul aligned and impactful life and business. So pull up a seat, put on your headset and get ready to get empowered. Before we dive into today's episode, I have a quick message for you. If you're an entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur who is wanting to build a business in the online space that is in total alignment with your spirituality, physicality, energetics and financial goals, then I want to connect with you. If you head to the episode description of this podcast and click the work with me form, you can schedule a complimentary call with myself to have a chat and start mapping out your next steps to create the business and lifestyle of your dreams. So stop waiting and start doing. Let's get to know each other and start turning your dreams into your reality business if you're not yet ready to jump on a call either then what i do is invite you to shoot me a message over on instagram at EmpowerWithM, so we can get to know each other a little better over there that's all from me so make sure you fill out that work with me form or shoot me a message and then dive deep into today's episode Welcome, everybody, to this very fun episode of the podcast. I have an extremely exciting guest joining me today, and she is someone who I've grown very, very, very close to over the past, I'd say it's been about the past six months. We've been growing much closer together. Uh, She is someone that I'm so inspired by as A businesswoman, but also just as a human being in general. Like I love everything about today's guest. So I'm so excited to introduce you all to one of my good friends and also a very successful business coach, Jasmine Kemp. So welcome,
1: (laughs) Jasmine. Oh, you are so beautiful, Em, and I love you so freaking much. And I'm so excited for our conversation today. Me too. So. For all of our listeners who are joining us, we're having a fun little chit chat today because
0: Jazz and I, we like to have, uh, we try to have weekly catch ups and we just sort of, you know, talk about life and everything we're going through. And it seems that we've both been going through the same sort of things around breakups and dating and trying to like navigate these challenges as business owners. So today's conversation is going to be all around how to hold yourself and your business through breakups as a businesswoman and also how to hold yourself and your business through navigating the dating world as well.
1: Oh my gosh, this is going to be so juicy. And I truly think that this conversation like isn't had enough um, because we as businesswomen, I feel like we're a little bit of a different beast. We're a little bit of a different woman and we have so much to hold. We have so much to do and yet we still want a deep, love, right? We still want to find the person. We still want to do the things. So I'm so excited to talk about this because our journey has been similar in some ways and we've been both navigating breakups. We've both been navigating dating. We've both navigated relationships and holding the business element as well. And so I'm really excited for today, Em.
0: Same. Well, let's get straight into it then. So Jazz, I'm going to put the spotlight on you first and foremost on the topic of breakups. You know, what insights, what have you recently moved through, you know, around your dating life that uh, you can share on this topic?
1: Yeah, this is such a good question. So I am a business coach and I have an incredible business and I love what I do. I freaking love what I do, but navigating a breakup while holding a business is probably one of the most challenging things to do because uh, I was with a partner for five and a half to six years and we it was amazing we were great friends it all worked out well but it came to the point in our relationship where I was on the business journey and he was not and that didn't work anymore. And that's okay. But the grief that comes breaking up with someone is so deep and so painful, yet you still need to show up for your business. You don't have annual leave that you can take two weeks off work and grieve. You don't have sick days where you can come in and out of work. No, you have people that rely on you. You have clients, you have launches, you've got to make your own money. Everything is reliant on you. And even if you have a team, your team is still reliant on you. And so having to hold the duality of grief and being a complete mess and having no idea where your life is headed Mm -hmm. and hold your business and keep it stable while you're very unstable in that moment has been one of the most challenging things that I've had to experience personally. And I know a lot of other women also feel the same.
0: Oh, completely. I think a really big thing there that you shared as well, like backtracking to the start of that share is how um, you were on this business path and he wasn't. And it reached a point where that just didn't work anymore. So can you share a little bit more about that? Because I feel like I feel like you totally can carry a relationship, even if one person isn't in the business world. But I'd love to hear about this experience of yours where that just didn't align and why that didn't align.
1: Yeah, you know what? I actually think it was more me projecting my expectations on another human than it was him. If I reflect back now, he was a beautiful, supportive, amazing partner at that time. And without him, I wouldn't have become the business coach. Like we had this one conversation where he said, "Jazz." just get the logo done, just launch the thing. Like, let's just do it. And I did it. And it's beautifully worked out for me, thankfully. But I think because I am so crazily ambitious, I am wired differently. Um, I have an entrepreneurial brain. It just didn't work because he was happy with just the normal life. And there's nothing wrong with the normal life. That's also great, right? People Mm. get a lot of joy and love out of that. And so I don't, Want to make that wrong. But for me, I had all of these big dreams and ambitions, and there was a disconnect in conversation. There was a disconnect in life goals. There was just a complete disconnect there. But I also take my part in responsibility of projecting my expectations on him as well. And that's something that I've learned that I will never do in another relationship because every human has their process, every human has their timeline, every human has their journey, and that also needs to be respected. Um, which is something that I feel like I didn't do. And so mm-hmm. we ended the relationship mutually um, and we're still friends to this day, which is really beautiful. But yeah, that's something that I really had to learn for myself and navigate.
0: Yeah. I think um, that like projecting expectations is an interesting topic because yeah, um, what I'm sort of hearing is your values, you know, were no longer aligned. Right. And I think, um, that's a very common reason as to why relationships end, you know, when mm-hmm. your values aren't aligned. I mean, that's why my recent, you know, situ- situation ship turned short term relationship. Well, that's why that ended because our values weren't in alignment. So I think, uh, Rather than yeah projecting expectations on someone, it's about being clear on, okay, what are your values and how do they align with their values? And if that doesn't work and there's no um sort of way, mutual compromise that can be made around that, then yeah, that's when, you know, different directions sort of do need to be pulled um, towards.
1: Mm, I love that. And I feel like that also, that's a lesson that I have also learned to take yeah. into the dating now right so it's like what are my values and instead of looking for a person based on how they look or how much income they make or Mm. anything like that any of the external it's like do our values actually align because that's all that matters at the end of the day and I think as a woman in business and I'm not sure about you Em like financial stability like we're good We can make money doing anything, right? And I think we're so resourceful and we're so blessed to be that way, but we're we're not looking for the traditional stock standard man. All we want is our needs to be met and our values to be respected and just to be fucking loved and, like, that's it.
0: Mm completely agree and I think that's something that is really intimidating for men as well is when we can meet our needs on our own and so what we're looking for in relationships is not someone to carry us financially or this or that but more so meet um our emotional needs you know like like our needs around connection and love and you know um that side of relationships and that can be quite intimidating for them because they in some cases feel as though that you know if, if they can't provide for you, then why would you, why would you stay with them? Right. Um, but I feel like that's a big conversation that could definitely be had. I did want to ask you though, or I did want to bring up, um, cause we were on the topic of values and like, yeah. why it's important to like be clear on your values. I feel like for me, it's only been the past few months that I've really actually started to get clear on what I value. And I realized how blindly I've been dating like my whole life. Mm. Um, and how I've sort of been going into these relationships. And not knowing what my values are exactly. And then becoming morphed into their life and their Mm. lifestyle. That's the challenge I think that, um, you know, is is big as a business owner is making sure that doesn't happen because, you know, you have your business and your business is an extension of you and, and a massive part of your life. And, if you were straying from your values and, and straying from your business because you um, haven't found that clarity to start out, then you can easily lose yourself within a relationship, which is um, something that I have experienced many times in the past. So I was
1: curious, like, what's your experiences with that? That's so interesting. I feel like I've gone through a similar journey, Em, and I'm actually curious to hear from you after like how you came up with your values. But I realized probably a year ago, I had no values. I didn't yeah. even know what my values were. I was just going through this life, doing the things, not really like understanding where I wanted to go, but not having values to align me to get there. And Mm -hmm. over the past year, I've really developed and integrated a stock standard set of values that now really guide my life. So whether it's dating or decision-making or whatever that looks like, I follow those standards and those values to be able to make sure that I'm going to be okay. But I'm curious to hear from you, Em, like, How did you come up with your values? Because for me, I did it through therapy and I did it that way. But I'm curious to hear how you came up with yours. Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, I think uh, the past few months, I have obviously been going to therapy myself for the first time ever, which has helped like deepen my understanding and like awareness around my values. But I think largely my experience last year being in a relationship that just turned so incredibly toxic and sour. Coming out of that, I had found a lot of clarity on my own values because I realized that I hated the situation I was in and um, I wanted something different, you know, and I think so that was the thing that started to open my eyes for me was uh, I was kind of pushed into starting to explore, okay, what are my values and asking myself those harder questions of what do I want for myself, how do I want to be treated, Um, and so on, but definitely as I've been stepping into therapy myself and diving deeper into the areas of like self-esteem and just finding clarity on what I want for my life that's helped dramatically as well. So I think that if anyone's struggling to do it on your own, like ask for help, look for the resources, whether that be listening to a podcast, getting a therapist, hiring a coach, or even just, you know, finding counsel in a friend, um, you don't need to figure it out on your own. And I think a lot of people avoid figuring it out because they think they have to do it on their own.
1: Mm, I love that. And something I'd like to add on to that is like, don't go on Google to look for the list of values no. and, pick some, and pick some that look shiny and cute and you feel like they're the right ones. Like, that's not the vibe because then again, we're adopting things that are actually not ours. And that's a really yeah. dangerous game to play because we're, we're straying further from ourselves. than we're getting closer yeah. to ourselves. So that's something that I did at the very beginning. I went on Google and I was like, what are the best values to integrate yeah. into my life? <laughs> I feel we've all
0: been there. But that like reminds me actually a really great question that I asked myself is what matters to me? And then asking that question again, but saying, okay, what really matters to me? And then that allows you to, instead of going to Google and see, okay, like I value integrity, I value trust, I value this. Like instead you can actually honestly reflect on your life and go, okay, what are the things that make me feel really good? What are the things that don't make me feel good? For me, I really discovered that my highest values are, um, my, like my health and fitness, um, my relationships and like depth of connection with friends, um, my career, like I find so much fulfillment in my career um, and creativity, you know, being a uh, creativity being a big value of mine as well. If I jumped onto Google, I'm sure as heck not going to see creativity pop up in that highest values list, right? <laughs> so I'd love to know like, what are your values? How did you, yeah, what are the values that you hold, hold closely?
1: Yeah, this is such a good one. I feel like health is my number one value because without your mental, physical and spiritual health, your life can't run, right? Yeah. Like if you're sick, you can't be happy. If you're yeah. if you're unhealthy or if you're not aligned, like nothing's going to work. So health is my number one. And then my number two is actually like, connection. So mm-hmm. the depth of love I have for all of the humans in my life and nurturing those connections. And my number three is growth. So whether that's personal growth, business growth, I always yeah. love to be learning. I love to be finding out more about myself. Like I've made a commitment to myself that I think therapy will be like a lifelong thing, not because I have to, but because I want to. Because every yeah. time I leave that room, I get to learn more about myself and I get to grow as a human. Um and then after that, it's honesty, because for a long time, I would always be so scared to speak the truth. Mm. And that hindered me in ways and put me in a really uh, dangerous relationships and dangerous situations and things that never served me. And so honesty with myself and complete honesty with others, regardless how hard those conversations need to be.
0: Mm, I love that. And you just sharing that there again reminds me another way of how I started to align with my values is hearing what your friends values are as well you know because in that list that you've shared it's just reminded me okay actually yeah I value growth as well I value honesty as well like it highlights these other elements that um are really important important to me also so that's just a really powerful thing and something that I'm so grateful for is that you know I've got friends and I know you do as well we've got friends that are so growth focused and constantly working on these areas within themselves as well that if you are connected people who are clear on their values have a conversation with them have them share with you what do they value and how can that potentially help you find clarity on what you value as well
1: Mm, I love that I'm actually curious to know Em like now that you've integrated these these new values and you've got a new level of awareness around them how do you feel like you're going to bring those values and new standards into your life when you potentially re-enter the dating world like what's going to look Mm -hmm. different for you this time it's really funny because I'm trying to re-enter the dating world now, but it's like I'm
0: in an awkward position because, you know, I leave for Canada in a month and because of that, I'm not looking to date anyone here, but I have re-downloaded Hinge by um, whatever universal alignment it happened. I was at a frenzy literally the other night. I was setting up a profile for them and I showed them my profile as an example, which meant I read out of the app and I never deleted it. Um, But I've set my location preferences to Canada so I can scope out the territory. But like it's relevant because I'm actually having to start to see how I'm bringing my own values into dating now. And um, it's funny because I still scroll through and there's always, you know, the superficial, yep, like them, yep, no, like, don't like them. You know, there's always that uh, first attraction to appearance but I find that I'm almost not interested in having a lot of conversations on these apps because I can immediately start to see where we're not in alignment and me knowing what my values are just makes me even clearer on what I don't want to spend energy on you know Mm -hmm. Um, and I can see clearly okay you, you're attractive, but you're not aligned with me on that deeper level, so I'm not going to fall more into that. Um, but the other thing that I've noticed as well is it's really allowed me to raise my standards more, and I find that I'm not attracted to everyone because I've got a very very specific profile in which I'm looking to feel and in the path I probably would have said to myself you can't be that picky Emily because you know you can't it's not build a boyfriend right but I'm kind of at a point where I'm like you know what I can actually be picky because these values and these standards and expectations I have they're here for a reason they're here to help me continue to excel with my growth in all other areas and in the past when I've sacrificed certain values and tried to make relationships work they didn't end up working and I ended up falling backwards in different areas that were really important to me and so now it's like I'm 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 very I'm very selective and I'm I'm almost not like rushing to find just anything because I'm wanting to find the right thing if that makes sense.
1: Yeah I absolutely love that like in everything you've had to say it's um It's really interesting dating apps, actually, as a businesswoman. I I find it incredibly fascinating. Um, And, you know, especially what we do, um, we do marketing, right? So Hinge really (laughs) is a profile to market yourself, like at at the base core. But then, yeah, on on the other aspect, it's like we understand human psychology so much and language so much that when we read the profiles, we can already, we already know.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Yeah. We We already already know know what you got.
0: That first message you send, right? I already know what you're about.
1: (laughs) Right. And it even got for me to the point with, with the standards and everything like that. If you're just going to like my photo and not send me a message, I'm not interested.
0: Oh, Oh, big, big indication there of what I'm not pouring energy into. I wait because I'm like, one thing that I am looking for in a man is someone who takes the lead and takes initiative. And if I'm having to take the lead and send you the initial message, then that means you're not in alignment with what I'm energetically looking for right now. So I love that you mentioned that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, because I think on Hinge, they can like like or reply to a photo or something like that. I haven't really yeah, done much. Yeah, initiate the conversation. Yeah, yeah. But they can initiate a conversation. The same goes on Instagram. If you're just going to react to my story and not going to start a conversation with me, I'm not interested. And it's not because I am not interested for X, Y, and Z, but it's like, if you actually can't lead a conversation, how are you going to lead my family one day? Mm -hmm. How are you going to lead the household one day? How are you going to be a leader in this relationship, right? Because at the core of it, and if we talk about the caveman times and DNA, right, men, are the hunters. They lead, they do the thing. Women do the thing at home, right? And like this, and this is the challenging thing about women in business. And I find this conversation so fascinating. We as women in business lead people, we lead teams, we lead our business, we lead ourselves. So then when we want to get into a relationship, we don't Mm. want to have to necessarily lead every part of that relationship True, we want to come down from leadership and allow I our am. man to lead. But if you can't start a freaking conversation, how can we trust you to lead? Like, uh, we can't. And can I just add to
0: that? Because it popped something really big into my head about like navigating a breakup and moving past that grieving period of someone. Something that has really helped me in moving through that grieving period is like understanding my values and understanding how much I want a man that can hold me and can lead me because, Mm. um, like you said, like as women in business, we're having to lead so much. We're having to lead teams, clients, ourselves, our finances. Like there's so much that we're managing, And I find that I actually crave surrendering into my feminine and therefore I need a man who's going to allow me to surrender into my feminine when I close the screen on my laptop and, you know, like jump into bed or go have dinner for the night, right? And what I've sort of found is... that, you know, that value amongst other values hasn't fully been there, you know, in past relationships that I've had. And so if you are sort of stuck in that period where you're trying to move through a breakup, get clear on what you are looking for, because then you can start to check it against these people that you have been with and say, OK, they're actually not filling all of these boxes for me. And that's not to say anything negative about them. That's just to say that they're not actually as aligned with you as you maybe made out them out to be in your head right? And Mm so for me, I think the relationship I went through last year, I didn't grieve that. I grieved that while I was in it. By the time that ended, I was like, get me the fuck out of here. I'm not wasting Mm -hmm. a single tear on you ever again. Um, But the (laughs) situation that I went through, that was one that I did have a little grieving period for. And I found it really helped me to write a long list of what is my ideal man, right? If there are no limits and not talking about Physically, like, yes, you can add physical features, of course, but that's not the focus, right? Like energetically, spiritually, like, what do I want in a partner? And then I did an honest check and I said, okay, does this person tick all of these boxes? They maybe ticked three out of the 10 boxes that I had put there. And then that really helped me process and go, okay, you can mourn this loss. You can mourn like, you know, that relationship that's now ending and what you had, and it was beautiful, but you can also now be excited because. There's someone out there who's going to fill more of these boxes for you, and that's what you've got to look forward to. So um, I know that was a bit off
1: topic, but that was something that came up for me and what you had shared. Mm, I love mm-hmm. that so much. I love that so much. Um, I really kind of want to dive into. Hmm, I really want to dive into. Let's say like a man is listening to this, right? <laughs> <laughs> let's say oh, a man God, is have listening. Some to male this. listeners on this podcast, yeah. So have- Guys, I'm speaking to you now. (laughs) Like, let's say a male's listening to this and it's like, you know, they kind of like are liking a woman in business or they want to pursue a woman, but they can see they're clearly in business. What do you think are like the things that a male can do that will really turn a woman on in business, you know, like in all of the ways? So if I think about it, it's like, send the message, say, hello, how are you? Right. Set the date and time and where we have to be. Like, oh, we, yes, yeah. Like, there is, I, everyone listening, there is nothing that makes a woman more wet and horny and turned on than if you say, Be here at this time yeah. and this is what we're doing. There yeah. is nothing better. There is nothing better, honestly. Take that stress off her,
0: right? Yeah. Like, honestly, because that's it. We look for people who are like, going to take the initiative and take the control, take the control away from us. If you're wanting to be with a woman in business, you need to stand in your power because we stand in our power and you can either allow that to bruise your ego and you to, you know, react negatively, or it can challenge you to step even further into your power and take the lead in this sense, because that's exactly it. And what I found is, um, with my situationship, it wasn't taking the lead with like organizing. Okay. This is when I'm going to see you. This is where we're going to go. Right. And that was something that didn't feel good to me because then I'm going through my work week with this additional stressor of when am I going to see him? When am I going to see him? When is he going to message me? When is this? When is that? When is that? Right. So
1: if you want to turn a woman on in business, take the fucking lead. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Take the lead. Like, and you know, you may see her leading online and I can understand that may be quite intimidating, yeah. right? It, it can be. And yeah. it's even intimidating as the woman seeing another woman lead. Like, oh, it, it yeah. oh, yeah. um, but there is nothing more sexy than a male just doing the thing and telling us what to do, mm. right? And the woman that is ready to receive that and ready to be like, oh my God, this is so what I need. That is how it's all going to work. And that doesn't mean that she's never going to take the lead and she's never going to organize anything. And it doesn't mean she's going to be lazy in the relationship or in the dating or the situationship. That's not what it means. It just allows her to fall back, become soft. And when she's soft, mm-hmm. she can amplify everything. Yes. And when I mean amplify, I mean amplify the time you're spending together create deeper connection have bigger emotions have deeper intimate sexual connection like Mm -hmm. there is so much a woman can do when she's not in her masculine and not leading that is so freaking beautiful and this is why the man just needs to grab life by the balls and step up and do the thing oh
0: yes something that comes up for me when you say that is you know we are these really strong like i'm gonna say we're strong independent queens right we're up here we're on our thrones like building our empires out but inside of us is that little princess that is just waiting to be swept off her feet by prince charming and just given the princess treatment and so treat us like a queen but remember like we want you to like come and be our Prince Charming and sweep us on her feet mm-hmm. and take the load of us and allow us to feel held. And I would find that, like, the reason I always try to get myself into a relationship is because I like to surrender to someone. Like, I like mm-hmm. to um, switch off from work. And have someone's arms to fall into and just be held by, you know, at the end of the day, when I'm wanting to wind down and I'm wanting to relax and I'm wanting to like go back to like be put back in that flowy and feminine place. And I find that that's why I really gravitate towards getting into relationships, even when they're not aligned. It's because I'm seeking that,
1: Right. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, taking the lead, it's so important
0: so So important
1: it's such a turn on like and if you're in a relationship and your girlfriend or partner isn't having sex with you the reason they're not having sex with you is because you're not taking the lead a lot of the time this was big
0: in my last relationship yeah in in that one last year that went very sour um intimacy was the first thing that dropped off and from there it spiraled right Mm. and I Never get the intimacy back for um a couple reasons. The biggest being like trust was broken, right? Like Mm -hmm. in terms of like I didn't feel safe to fully like be in his presence anymore. And the reason for that comes back to um because the, oh gosh what was I going to say mind blanking the reason for that comes back to because I was building my business and so focused on building my business that instead of him stepping further into um holding me outside of my business he allowed his ego to be bruised by what I was creating mm-hmm. in my business and then that created a chain of effects that ended up you know knocking intimacy off breaking trust safety all of that right and so that's why it is so important to um, yeah, like be grounded within yourself um, mm. as the male who is in the relationship and not to um, take your partner, you know, your your wife or your girlfriend's success or ambition as something that will bruise your ego
1: mm. because
0: that's going to create a lot of problems
1: to follow. Yeah, that's huge. That's really, really huge. I was um seeing someone and they were really threatened by that. Mm they actually asked me to delete my Instagram so that I wouldn't have to be in business anymore. They actually asked me, would I get a full-time job instead of being in a business if this was to pursue into a relationship? And I remember I I was so confused. I was like, why would you want me to dim myself down, why would you not want me to succeed? Because I know that the mission and the legacy that I'm building is so much bigger than myself. It's going to be given to my children and their children and their children. It's going to grow forever. And it's only recently that I discovered, oh, he couldn't handle that. He couldn't hold that. His ego was too bruised because he wasn't there. Um, And that's a really big thing. But you know what's funny, Em, is like we're having this conversation and Going back into the dating world, I've been like, I really want to have a man in business to date, right? I really want yeah, to have a man in same. business. This is this is what I want. But I've had another realization, yeah. right? Had another realization. Because I want to surrender, why do I want to date a man in business? Because I will always be talking about business 24-7. Things will be business, 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 business. Is that really the direction I want to go? And I've been dating someone that isn't in business and every time we catch up and, have a conversation it's actually not about business and that for me has been so refreshing and so lovely for me to actually step back into my feminine and be like oh Mm. this is nice there is a world outside of business which is also nice so that's something that I'm still navigating in terms of like what does that actually look like do they have to be in business is that a non-negotiable for me Mm. or can I just date someone with a good fucking heart and soul and that's okay too
0: Oh, yes. I love that you brought this up because it comes back to you yeah, getting clear on like, who is that ideal person that you are looking for? What are their values? How do they align with your lifestyle and um, the lifestyle that you want to be creating as well? For me, I've thought about this question a lot as well. I, I, I'm I not exclusive to only dating people in business because um I feel like there's pros and cons to both sides. A part of me really does romanticize the idea of, oh, I'd love to date someone who's in the same sort of business as me and build an empire with them, right? Like we're working on the same thing. I, I don't know. I haven't really thought much about if it was someone who's in a different sort of business and how that would, that what dynamic that would create. But also I'm so open to um, being with someone who's not in business, as long as they're aligned, you know, on that. Um, personal development perspective because I think the biggest thing for me about dating someone in business is I know they're going to be so invested in their personal growth and like that's something that's so important for me because I'm actively like you know we are actively actively working on it, growing ourselves that we we're growing at a rate that is 2, 3, 10 times faster than the average And the reality in relationships I've experienced is outgrowing the person that you're with. And that can create a lot of challenges if they're not ready to step up and develop themselves in the same way that you develop you. And so I think that's one of the biggest reasons why I'd be looking at someone in business is because of that personal growth aspect. So the business in itself could be removed if their self-growth you know, meets the mm.
1: right line, my, myself also. Yeah, that's that's really important. I absolutely love that. It's, yeah, it's all about the values and the personal growth because you're right, like business is your biggest personal development tool. You're forced to do this work in business. Like you are literally forced. There is oh, no yeah. other opportunity. <laughs> um, oh, and yeah. So, yeah, and so we're growing at such an incredibly fast rate, which is beautiful, which is so beautiful. Yeah. But like you said, what happens when we keep evolving and another person does not and how do we hold that and what does our life look like? And yeah, there are so many questions in this beautiful journey, but I think it loops back to the main the main topic and the main conversation of our values, uh, the most important thing, and how can we keep living in an alignment to our values and having similar values to our partner or our future partner?
0: Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more. Mm-hmm. I love the topic. I love the topic of like discovering your values and like just taking value aligned action. I think that I've always been aware of what values are, but it's only this year that I've really fully been like stepping into exploring that and understanding it and um, seeing how that's influencing different aspects of my life as well. And um, it's just funny how it really comes into play. And I think, I know we touched on it before, but again, like something that really helped me move through the breakups that I have had is having that clarity around what I value and me knowing that if our values aren't in alignment, then I can be at peace with um, a relationship ending because, you know, why compromise what you value in life if you don't have
1: to? Mm, I Mm. love that. We literally have one life. And I think this is something we always take for granted. Like we can't buy our time back. You know, the The planets are spinning, the bodies are decaying, time continually travels through us, right? And that is something we just need to stop taking for granted. And if someone isn't in alignment with you, don't waste another minute, you know, go forth and conquer on your path. And that's the most beautiful experience that you can give yourself to develop your relationship with yourself, which is the only relationship you're going to have forever, really.
0: Oh, completely. And to further strengthen that point, if someone's not in alignment with you and you're holding space for them, you're giving energy to them, your business is really going to feel the effects of that. And that's something that I took way too long to take action on last year. So the relationship I was in last year was like a year and a half long relationship. By the, by the first six months, things started to go downhill and then I stayed in it for an entire year after that. And that was the most painful year in business for me. Like I was struggling to stay afloat each month. I was struggling to move forward and grow. Like everything felt so hard. I was losing like fulfillment and joy in life. Like I reached this like, deep, dark void that I had literally never, ever, ever been in before. And I couldn't recognize myself and no one that knew me could recognize me either. And that void just kept on growing bigger and bigger and bigger because I was holding that space for a relationship that wasn't serving me, but I was putting the blame on my business. And I was saying my business is the reason this relationship is failing. And that's what he would tell me as well. You're too focused on your business that you're the reason this relationship isn't working because you don't put an ounce of the effort into this relationship that you do in your business when the reality is that's not the case at all, right? When I am in relationships that are truly in alignment with me, it's, you know, they're not affected by my business. In fact, my business flourishes because those relationships are flourishing, right? And so that's a big indicator is if you're in a relationship right now and you keep on blaming your business for that relationship failing, I challenge you to reflect at a bigger perspective and actually ask yourself maybe is your business struggling because of the relationship that you're in, or is there something not right within this relationship that needs to be attended to, or boundaries that are put in place, so then your business can continue forward. And I don't know if you've experienced anything similar to that yourself.
1: That is such a good topic of conversation. That is such a good challenge to give others, and you're so Right. Like every part of your life bleeds into every part of your life, right? Yeah. Always. If your backyard is burning in your personal life, your business will also burn, right? right? And that's something that a lot of people don't realize. and I truly believe that if your business is't in, in alignment with you, if you live in integrity, mm-hmm. and if you have a grand vision and you are genuinely helping people from your heart and soul, your business is not the problem. Yep. Your business is not the problem. Maybe you need to look around if you're working 12 hours a day and you're not having dinner with your partner. Okay. Okay. Maybe we need to set a boundary there. Yep. But if you're doing the normal work week, you're doing the normal things, you're living out your mission and your vision. It's not your business. Your business is not the problem.
0: Mm-hmm. That took me way too long to learn that. Mm-hmm. To learn the lesson from this podcast and do yourself a favor.
1: (laughs) Yep, literally. Because it's it's horrible. You know, I, as a business coach, and I'm not sure if you've seen this, Anne, but I've seen people's businesses almost go under because they've been too afraid to cut off the toxic relationships that they've been in. And it's heartbreaking because the service that they have to offer, what they're doing in their career, the impact that they're making is so big and deep and passionate and so full of love, and yet their business is going under because they're trying to keep something toxic and in, that's not in alignment afloat. And so this is sinking and drowning while we're trying to hold this one up, and that can't happen. Mm.
0: It can't. And it's so true. And you know what? The moment that I stepped out of that relationship was the moment that everything got so much easier in business and my months doubled and clients were just coming to me. And it's crazy, right? Because then that's that's validation that, okay, the business was never the problem.
1: Yeah. And the business never will be the problem. And you know what the best part is, is when you find the right person, they will only encourage you to grow your business more and help you and help you and hold you and help you flourish and hold you in your emotion and, and be the right person for you to carry out your mission, just as you're doing for them. Mm. Yeah, I love this conversation. I feel like we've touched on so much.
0: Let's recap and see if we've missed anything. So I spoke about at the start about breakups and holding your business through breakups. Uh, yeah. We spoke about dating, the standards that we're holding for ourselves. We spoke about what we as women in business look for in men when we're dating. Um, we did touch on projections and expectations. Was there anything else that was coming up that you really wanted to dive into and, and chat about while we've still got some space?
1: You know, I just think like, as I look at society as a whole, it's like, I just want all the males to step into their power and feel so confident and grounded in that. Because when males step into their power and their masculinity, we as women can step into our femininity and do what we need to do to be able to amplify everything. One of my favorite sayings is like, the man builds the house, the woman makes it a home. And I truly live by that. And I think that's so powerful, right? And I just encourage every man out there to lead and to step into leadership because the women love that. And when you do that and when you step into your power, it allows the woman to be the beautiful, soft, gentle woman that you're looking for. And without that, if you're making her lead all the time, she's going to be grumpy. She's not going to have sex with you. She's not going to want to be intimate with you. She's going to be cold. Her walls are going to be up. And that's where relationships problem really begin to happen. Mm.
0: Oh, I'm glad that you touched on that because it is, it's so true. And that's just the whole balance of, you know, the feminine and the masculine energies. Um, but even if you are sitting there and you're listening to this and, you know, you are a male, because this is what we're talking about. We're talking about men right now. If you are a male and you're listening to this and you're like, but I don't know how to, I don't know how to step into, you know, greater power or my masculine more Then this is a awesome opportunity for you to dive deep into, you know, this next chapter of your own personal development. And instead of saying, I don't know how to start asking yourself the question of how can I, what can mm. I do? Right. How can I develop this part of myself to align with this level of woman that I want to be welcoming into my life or holding in mm. my life? Right.
1: Mm, I love that. And then I think for the women, the women need to allow the men to lead. So I know that a lot of women are so scared to let a man make the decision because they feel out of control. They feel like the plan might not work. They second guess. But if you do that, you actually cut the balls off the man and that's not fair. And so as a woman, we also need to learn to sit back and trust and try to let go of control to feel safe and secure in another way that we've never been taught before. And that is a challenge in itself.
0: Oh yeah, that's something big that I've struggled with in the past. And uh, something that I am really trying to step into moving forward is, and it's almost um, like that reminder of attract, don't chase. Like as Mm -hmm. the woman, stop chasing, like really, really lean into your attraction powers, you know, and, 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 and wait for them to come to you, right. Instead of you constantly chasing to try to create the plans, allow them to come to you. And if they're not coming to you, then that's a opportunity for you to question, okay, is this person actually aligned with the standards, um, that I
1: want to hold for the relationship Mm. that I'm in? Mm. Love that so much, Em. This is this this whole conversation has been so juicy. We parkoured from subject to subject, but it's just so beautiful and so wholesome. And I think more conversations like this need to be had.
0: Oh, yes. And I feel like this isn't going to be the last episode we do on this topic either, because let's be real, we're both like kind of at the beginning of our dating journeys again, like we're starting fresh. So we'll probably have some updates, you know, in the coming months, we could do another episode or um, maybe one we're both nice and secure in relationships. We can then talk Mm -hmm. about how we're navigating our relationships and our businesses. Um, But this has been such a powerful conversation, Jazza. So Grateful for you um, and grateful for you to share all of the wisdom that you do have with our listeners today. So, if they want to come and follow you on socials and see more of what you're about, where's the best place for them to find you?
1: Um, just Jasmine Kemp on Instagram. Thank you so much, Em. Like, this was honestly amazing. And I know there's going to be so many parts. This can almost be our own-, own series. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, honestly, we
0: are going to be chopping the heck out of this and posting it all over our socials to share the many, mm-hmm. many secrets um, from this episode. But I think that this is a conversation that's really relevant right now. I mean, the more I share about my dating journey and my breakups and all of
1: that, the more people are messaging me saying,
0: oh my gosh, I needed to hear this. Like I'm going through this as well. So I'm glad that we were able to both share our perspectives on the topic.
1: Yeah, me too. Thank you so much, Em. It was such a pleasure.
0: So that's a wrap on another episode of the Empower With M podcast. If you want more from me, then make sure you come say hi over on Instagram at Empower With M and let me know your thoughts on this episode. And if you love the podcast, then don't forget to leave a five-star rating and review to help us grow this platform. Now, before you go, I'm going to leave you with one final question to sit with and take action on stepping away from today's episode. How can you go out into the world today and do something small that will empower those around you in some way? Thank you for listening, thank you for coming along, and I will see you next episode.